Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 329. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. We're going to play a fun game. Uh, before we do, uh, we do have a news story out of uh, Germany and uh, Neuschwanstein Castle. Uh, try spelling that if you don't understand German language. Um, this is the castle that. In a sentence. Yeah. Uh, well, Disney recreated the Disney Castle kind of based on this for. Uh, actually, I guess more so for Sleeping Beauty, the movie. Of course. Yes. Um, it's a very famous castle. I believe if it's soaring over the world, the uh, the ride over at California Adventure, that castle is featured in the world one, not the California one. Um, so a wonderful looking place. It's in the Bavarian uh, region of Germany, Andy. Oh, so very okay. southern Germany, uh, pretty much right there in the mountains, uh, right on the border of uh, what would that be like switzerland austria area czech republic uh i think a little bit more just yeah. directly south hungary austria austria yeah, yeah. of course uh, well of course it involves americans i i feel like are we the biggest should. like problem for like the developed world like do we cause the most problems in the developed world and i don't really necessarily put russia in the developed world anymore um, well, three Americans. One's dead, one's injured, and one is arrested. So uh, it almost sounds like uh, three guys walk into a bar kind of a thing. Uh, a 30-year-old man lured a 21- and 22-year-old uh, couple of women to a lookout spot over the uh, Neuschwanstein Castle and uh, tried to assault and maybe a little bit more sexually assault them and uh, ended up pushing one of them to their death, and uh, the other one fell as well, but uh, was uh, just injured. Uh, they did arrest him, and uh, yeah, what what are we doing? What What's going on? Come on. So the ass- assailant was also an American? All, he was a 30-year-old American. I don't know where about they were from, yeah. but all of the three people involved, and no, no, they didn't know each other. The, the two girls obviously did, it sounds like, but the guy did not. But all American. Was... Was Liam Neeson involved? You know, he might anywhere? be now. Yeah, this is this sounds scary. Um, yeah, just don't go to Europe because you don't know what's going to happen. Like, just, okay, well, Andy, I got my uh, you could, roommate and some close friends in Europe right now. It was American, so you could be where you are right now and have the same thing happen. We don't have castles. We don't even allow people to go oh, in buildings. Have you never been to Camelot Park? Yeah, Andy, you, can't, you can't jump off Camelot, can you? Oh yeah, they didn't can. jump off you the castle, Andy. They were on a scenic overlook. They're just on a cliff. Okay. Yeah, Andy, are you even listening? (laughs) Well, I may have failed to say that. This could be like the because this could happen at the Grand Canyon or something. The Grand Canyon is the deadliest national park we have. Uh, Is that just because people look over and fall, or because they do those fucking like camel rides up the top of them and then the people fall off those? Maybe both, but I think also like heat stroke. What is it? It's not camels. It's like mules that you can ride on. Yeah, burrows. My mom's done it before. I don't think scary, dude. Because like definitely not camels. An animal. Animals don't think the way we think, or maybe they do. Maybe they're smarter. I think animals could be smarter than we think. Some of them are, and they could just push you off if they wanted. Yeah, it's up to them. Fucking broncos. If If you fell off a camel, you wouldn't die. No, well, I'm talking about a mule knocking you off the fucking edge of the Grand Canyon. No, because the mule rides they do, I think, are very like on like those little like pathways that like you look down into the Grand Canyon. Which I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Have you guys? I've flown over it, but that's about it. I've been. No, you've I've flown over once. it, Sean. I can say I've been to like every state. If we're talking about flying, but you can see it pretty well when you fly over it. Can you? Not, not like it is. Up close. Of course yeah, not, but on, it's Sean. a gigantic hole in the ground. I, I'm, that's like me saying I've been to the Mona Lisa because I, you know, looked at a Google Earth one time. I almost did. I, I, at least on Google Earth. I bet you could. No, I went inside the Queen Mary on Google Earth. Okay, yeah. Do it right I've now. I've been no, outside <laughs> of the Louvre, but I, I didn't go inside because the line was insane. What what country is the Queen Mary in again? What? I'm sorry. America. That's the Mona Lisa. That's in Paris, France. And I just hope those protesters never get to it's that. It's not just outside. That's got to be watched like, pretty well. 
It's no, I know, but those people go inside like now these days. Yeah, well, everything's under six feet of plexiglass, bulletproof glass, because of these freaks with their. Well, I'm imagining that one really is though, right? Have you seen Glass Onion? Um, well, a lot of times too, it's not even it's the real. Onion. It's a replica, and they just don't even tell you. I mean, no one's gonna like know. the real ones. Actually, how big actually is it's the very real small. one? I feel like it's actually a lot it's, smaller yeah, than people it's think. Very small. That's pretty cool, though. Who did that again? Da Vinci. Yeah, it's weird. Is that even a good painting? I don't know. I don't know what the deal yeah. with that painting is. When was Da Vinci around? Like the 1400s or 1600s? I think 1400s. Yeah, it seems like people love it or hate it. Um, well, there's a lot of people that didn't realize Pablo Picasso was like around. Like, yeah, I think even when the Beatles were still around. Yeah, he was. I mean, he's. Watch Midnight in Paris. He's in there. That's the 20s. When did he die? Yeah, like 65 or something? 1452. I'm sorry. Da Vinci was born in 1452. When did? Are you saying when did Pablo die? Pablo Picasso, 81 yeah, to 73. That. Yeah, that's crazy. People don't realize that he was around during the Beatles and the Stones yeah. and Buddy Holly. He saw some good music. <laughs> Pretty good. I wonder what Pablo listened to. You think he just ever jammed out like well, some he paintings? Was, to... He would have been not American. He's French. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. We're so. the Rolling Stones American. Were the Beatles American? Spoke American. <laughs> I don't even know if Buddy Holly was American. Well, I'm sure he was. Uh, yeah. Buddy, you're, no one's naming their kid Buddy outside of like, once you get far east of New York, nobody's naming their child Buddy. Right? I don't know. Actually, yeah. no, I guess you're right. The Buddy North the Pole, Elf. They yeah. named Buddy the Elf. Yeah. That's and by true. the way, I said he was French. He of... just lived there. He was a Spaniard. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all knew what? Paulo yeah. Picasso? Yeah. yeah, we knew he was Spaniard. His yeah, name is Pablo. Pablo. <laughs> uh, hard enough. Um, but I don't know. All those countries are they are all the same. Yeah, it's like saying I'm from Garden Grove, but now I live in you know Fountain Valley. Westminster, yeah. All right, well, uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, the one is okay at least. Uh, this happened um, late last week, I think I saw this story, so we'll see. All right, uh, are you guys ready for the game? So this week yes. I put together. There are two movies opening up this uh, this Friday. I'm sure Andy is just beyond excited about. He can't wait. He's got his seat. He's he's out front right now waiting at the theater. But no hard feelings. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, a kid and Matthew Broderick and uh, Asteroid City both opening up this weekend. So what I decide, ooh, what I decided to do, I took a couple of the stars and the directors of each. And I paired their best movie versus their worst movie based on Rotten Tomatoes critic scores. So how would you guys like to do this? Like I said, I have their best movie that is listed on Rotten Tomatoes followed by their worst movie uh, alongside the years of these. Not that that I think will come into play here. Uh, I could try. So do you want me to tell you the person? Obviously, it's going to be pretty easy because there's I have three total for each movie, including the director for each. And you tell me what you think their worst movie yeah. is, or do you want me to name the movie and you tell me who you think is in it? Well, how about we let... Because I know it'll be okay. either really easy for Andy and really hard for Tony, or... Yeah. <laughs> let me guess, like, without giving any clues, but let's give Tony more clues. Okay. So... You get that? I don't know how we'll do it. But no, let's, no, let's I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, honestly pretty I confused. Now. What's going well, on here? We'll All right, uh, Jennifer here. Lawrence. Wait, so what, are we, what best, are we guessing? Because there's a lot going on Best Rotten here. Tomatoes movie score and her worst. Oh, my God. I Okay, now I see why. Okay, so no, I, I can get, also I, okay. give you the right, name well of then, the movie, and okay. you tell me what you think the score is. And I could also, you don't know, I'm not going to say if it's necessarily good or bad. No, let's do both. Let's do both. I've got my two movies wow. in mind already. I mean... I would have no idea, I, even. I, I, I mean, I've never heard of half of this stuff. Okay. Well, it's, it's fun. All you right. tell me if I'm wrong. Well, then you, then you give us the Okay, I, I got two movies that I'll, I'll say for her. Uh, you want me to go? I'll go first. Okay. For her best. Okay. I'm going to say her best was her first fucking Hunger Games movie. The Angry, Angry Games, Games, whatever it was called. <laughs> Hunger Games. What was it yeah. called? Like the Hunger Games. The first one's just called the Hunger Games. Oh, there's no like Bird of Phoenix or something like that. That's the sequels all had. Okay, then I'm gonna say the first Hunger Games because I actually saw that in theater mm. in Utah, actually. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. 
Okay, well, I'll go. I'll, I'll match you with the best. Uh, I'm going to say it's Silver Linings Playbook, where she won an Oscar. So Wow, I was going to say that was the worst, just because that's the only other movie now, I know that she's okay, been in. Okay. Also, stick with it. Sp- I'll say no. this. I don't spend a lot of time on Rotten Tomatoes, so I don't... I don't think this is likely, but in the event that there are two movies at the same highest score, it oh, didn't it show. Yeah, it, it only gives you one. So I'm not saying it's impossible, yeah. but that could be potentially something that might happen here too. Uh, I can't even think of her. I can't even think of other Jennifer Lawrence movies. Okay, and then so Tony doesn't know what the lowest one will be. I'm going to say the lowest is the movie Passengers, which no one's ever seen. Uh, I will say the lowest. Just say one of the other Hunger Games. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. But I think they were all good. So it's tough to say that. Um, and now that I saw Silver Lining Playbook in theaters too, so I can't, I won't go with that. I will say the worst movie she was in is. Mm, my God, dude, I know I've seen another stuff. Like it's fucking pissing me off. X Men movies. Yeah, no, but those are good. Um, Dude, I don't know what she's in that's bad. I will just say, sure, I'll say the third Hunger Games, whatever one that was. One, two, three. So, again, this game is going to be incredibly hard because (laughs) I mean, uh, you guys aren't even close, but these are what I would have guessed, too, because honestly, I was thinking about it. uh, She was in the Hunger Games. Is her highest rated movie, then? Not even close. So it's a movie that came out in France in May (laughs) this year. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not real. Is this for her best or worst? Bread and Roses. This is her best. It's 100%. And uh, I looked it up. So it's an hour and a half. It's capturing the experience of Afghan women's under uh, the Taliban. So it's a documentary? Si- Afghanistan women. No, under the Taliban. Uh, since they took control of uh, Kabul. I don't believe it's real. Never even heard of it. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's, it's listed as a documentary. Uh, I'm seeing that now, actually. So... It's bullshit because that shouldn't be on I, or Rotten Tomatoes. But yeah, you got, you got, you uh, and then House at the End of the Street. Yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Twenty twelve. That she made before she was famous. Twelve percent. Yeah. Twelve percent. Yeah, so that's got to be pretty low. Yeah, that one. Yeah, is can we actually bad. like see what um, we like said and see like who was actually close? Andy's percentage of best was and my percentage of worst was. Passengers. Is a thirty uh, percent. Okay, what's the third Hunger Games? <laughs> um, which one was that the, called? I don't know. It's the third one. Uh, I think it was the one that was part one, right? Because there was like part one. Hunger Games was, one. Why? How would the third one be part it's one? Something part one and something part two. Andy's trying to make me lose. <laughs> they made four of them. Okay, but the, it was like the third book got put oh, in two. Sixty-nine percent. There you go. I did that on purpose. Hey, what about our best ones then? Who was closer on that? I said the first Hunger Games. He said Silver Lining Playbook. What's got a better rating? Uh, stand by. Yeah, you're going to need two tabs open here, I think. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just on my phone. What? I don't know. My computer is 100 years old. Uh, 92% for Silver Linings Fuck. Playbook. So, I mean, close. And then Hunger Games 1 is a, uh, a big ol'. Which, Spence is killing me. Uh, yeah. Where the hell is it? Catching Fire? I don't know. It's the first one. The Hunger Games. 90%. That was close. That was close. See, this is actually fun also because if we're like to see in our guesses. So you're going to need that. Make sure that phone is charged, Sean. (laughs) It's charged. I'll keep it up. All right. Next one. This will be also really. eh, I definitely would have gotten one of these. (laughs) Matthew Broderick. Oh. Oh. Oh, I know what, what his best movie is. Yeah, I would have to say it's. The Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm going nope. with a different one. I'm going oh. with The Lion King from 1994. Oh, what? Because he voiced Simba or something? It counts. Oh, fuck. And his worst movie. I'm going to stick with what I said. Uh, worst movie. He probably was in some Adam Sandler movie that was really bad, but I'm going to say that robot movie from the 80s, like War Games or something. That's probably worse. I. No, there's no way. He's definitely come back as someone like as a, like a forty-something-year-old man and something that sucks. I just can't yeah. think of it because I know I've seen it. So whatever that movie is, Sean. <laughs> oh, I'll just plug that into Matthew the Broderick, let it forty-one years old, and some sh- comedy. Or Why don't like, you give trauma. a multiple choice? Present three options. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea either. Okay. Of his um, bad let movies. Let me look up Matthew Broderick, and I'll uh, I'll tell you a couple of his. 
You know, I don't know about you guys. I can't type on a phone anymore. My thumbs do not work that well. I get hitting the actual correct spot yeah. on the... It's very frustrating. All right, Matthew Broderick. Um, I'm just... This is... I'm on his IMDb page, so it's... Go go to him on Rotten Tomatoes. Just type his name, Rotten oh, Tomatoes. You guys are killing me. I'll pull you up. Hey, you're the one that made this very difficult game, yeah. Sean. I know. <laughs> well, I thought it'd be fun. No, it is I'm fun. Enjoying. But it's, it's just going to be, you know... It's incredibly difficult. You should have all the tabs open already. All right. Um, I didn't put this together on my computer, Andy. Well, for next time. Um, it gives you the highest rated movies. All right, here we go. Um, to Dust, Dirty Weekend, Tower Heist. That's a real one I've heard of. And Deck the Halls. I'm gonna say Deck the Halls because I think that's what I was thinking of. No, it wasn't. But I'm gonna still. I'm gonna stick with Deck the Halls. He's in a lot of movies. I, I didn't his know worst. That. See, I would have never even come close to guessing one of those four I can't movies. Even think of them. Like, isn't Tower Heist with Ben Stiller? Yes. That sounds right. Never saw it. But Just go with Ensemble cast. I think that's what you want to go with. No, I, I picked uh, War Games oh. as a movie. Well, I he just it. named the top four his worst. Well, I'm sticking with it. No, well, you know I, I just gave, gave a random. <laughs> Tony, I gave a random sampling. Oh. Because okay. it doesn't, it doesn't uh, sort by worst. It gives you, uh, okay. you can sort well, by I'm gonna best, stick with, uh, but only like the top the 10. Because I'm, you know, I feel like Matthew Broderick doesn't belong in Christmas. All right, I'm trying to get to that right. War Games. Right, so what is Andy, the worst? War Games, did you say War Games is his best or worst? Worst movie. It probably is good, good rating. He but. said Lion King was his best. I said Ferris Bueller's Day Off was his best. And then he said War Games was his Andy, worst. W- War Games is a 94%. <laughs> 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 All I know, he's like a teenager who hacks. And that wasn't his best? (laughs) No. Oh, fuck. Uh, And Ferris Bueller is an 81. That was close. What's his best then? Fucking Lion King? It's called Too Soon Comedy After 9-11 from 2021, 100%. Okay, Sean. Doesn't count. Documentaries are what you're counting. You gotta be... Cut some shit. I'm going off of... I know, but then just scroll down to Lion King and tell tell us what Lion King is. The we're not actual guess. cartoon movie? Yeah. What else is What year about? is that? There 1994. Yeah, probably 94. Uh, I see 98 on here, Andy. For... Oh, what, what, oh, that's what, what Lion King 2. Lion King 2. Uh, what was Lion King 1? 93% <laughs> audience and critics. See? I win. No, but that loses to uh, War Games, which was yeah. your worst. So you actually <laughs> really lose. And yeah, War Games was better I, by one point. No, your average I, was I 90, believe... like, um, your best and worst. The problem is, those re- they probably got a reviews are fucked up for a movie that came out in nineteen. 19- you couldn't have lost but, more there, uh, Tony. Think. You are right on deck the halls, and I knew that off the or bat. Best, I know yeah, every maybe. Christmas movie out there, and that one's see. Gone I off. knew that. I know Arnold Schwarzenegger belongs in Christmas, not Matthew Broderick. Yeah, here, here, and Sinbad. All right, let's. Uh, what's the next guys? All right, so uh, the next guy is the director, and he is Gene. Uh, Optinsky? Optinsky? No. Stepinsky, I believe. <laughs> oh, my phone misspelled no. it. <laughs> How on God's name would I ever know a Gene Stepinsky movie? I, I know. His best <laughs> okay. is the 2019 film Good Boys. Oh, that's a great... I've been actually trying to find that movie lately, and you have to pay for it anywhere yeah. you look. His I want to watch that again. I watched it with you guys. Though. Twenty. I'm going to say 2012 film Bad Teacher. Oh, that kicked uh, Cameron Diaz out of acting. By the way, he's I'll say he's his from worst Ukraine. movie was Bad Teacher, and his best movie was Jeepers Creepers Two. <laughs> the things I don't know. I don't think I know any other movies. Uh, I don't know a movie he's made. Until I just, just know he now. made those two. I, I don't see him listed right? as yeah, a Sean, director for a Jeepers Creepers. You got to give us. Like, so he doesn't four. have many things. I'll, I'll tell you all of the movies that yeah. he has listed. At. He's a TV guy. He worked on The Office. I don't oh, do that. I'm looking at movies, I think. <laughs> um, what was it? Hold on. What did I write down then? Yeah, this is just his movies. Um, so there's only a yeah. few. I'll give them all to you right now. So obviously no hard feelings. We don't really count that because it's not technically out yet. Good Boys. Hello, ladies. The movie, which I didn't know existed. Oh, yeah. I didn't Bad know. teacher Hello, and year one. Oh, year uh, one's year, year one. one's the worst. Yeah. 
was so what's what's the worst and what's the best good boys at 80 percent and year oh, one it. so it actually yeah, literally just goes in order best uh good boys is the best good we watched that together do you remember that Way back i know then, we for yeah. sure we watched it at producer luke's 2019 house. a young jacob tremblay all right well moving over to wes anderson this should be a oh this should be a fun one Wait, that's the horror guy, right? No, you're thinking no, of Wes Craven. I'd <laughs> <laughs> like to see Wes Anderson horror movie. Incredible. You tell how excited I got, though. I was like, maybe I have a chance here. So again, we're just looking at the movies he's directed. Or, uh, you know, movies in general, I suppose. With, okay. with I guess. Uh, All right, I got my movies locked in. Uh, and then you could just give Tony other options. Yeah, Okay. I'm going to say the number one highest rated Wes Anderson movie is The Royal Tenenbaums. And his number or his last worst movie is The Life Aquatic. I'm going to need some help here, Sean. Give, give, give him some All right. Isle of Dogs. I don't, yeah, I you have make... Isle of Dogs, no. The French Dispatch, um, The Grand. Is this for his worst or best? I'm just naming his movies, movies right now. Oh, the Grand okay. Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom, oh. Fantastic Mr. Fox, Darjeeling Limited, uh, Hotel Squid, Life Aquatic, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums. Okay, I'll say his best movie was the, the hotel one you said. Budapest. Grand Budapest Hotel? Is it you said Yeah, I'll say best? that's his okay. best. And then I will say his worst was whatever that movie was with the fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah, I don't think he was that fantastic. So actually, those specifically are one point apart from each other. Uh, wow. And uh, 92% for the Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> 93 <laughs> for Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, wow. The movies that are listed, like by the Fox, way, I, I don't know if I agree with the first one. Uh, I might throw it out for a different one. Hitchcock slash Trafat. From 2015, 96, but he's listed as himself. Yeah, it's a, so we'll 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 it's, it's got to be a documentary. We'll swap that out. But uh, lowest is a 45 percent. 2014's she's funny that way. I've never heard of that one. He didn't make that movie. It's again probably something he, he was in. Uh, he's an executive producer. There you go. See? Still counts. Uh, it doesn't count, oh, Andy. Was he directed? Life Aquatic, 57%. That's what I thought. The only one I've never seen. So, yeah, there we go. And then what was, what was his highest? So of, uh, of real well, movies. Well, I'd say uh, Moonrise Kingdom and Manta uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, both 93%. Okay. Uh, Rushmore is a 90 Hmm. So, uh, he has a producer writer credit credit for the squid and the whale, which is ninety two. Yeah, that's a good one. But Young Jesse Eisenberg. All uh, all pretty good. Uh, Asteroid City already has a review. Seventy four percent. French Dispatch yeah. was also seventy five. Going uh, going down. <laughs> all right, uh, Tom Hanks. Oh. Well, I will say his best. I might go on a limb here. I'm going to say his best is the Polar oh, wow. Express. Okay. <laughs> Even though I should have said Forrest Gump. I don't, I'm not going with Forrest Gump. I'm going to say his best. <sighs> but Sean, do you already know the answer to this? I'll do the best, too. Well, then I, why, think, oh, why I think his number one. Then? I think his number one is Saving Private Ryan. Can I go Please again? Please do. <laughs> I don't like that Sean said a wow at Polar Express. I will say his best, Apollo 13. Oh, that's a, a forgotten movie. That's really good. It's a solid, solid choice, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> his worst, on the other hand, I will say, I don't know. Um, you got to really pull from the, from the bottom here. I think I've got to pick for his worst. He's in a lot of stuff. In a long um, 80s career. Yeah, I'll say his... Oh, fuck. Actually, you know what? I just watched a good 80s movie with him, but I don't know how good it was. We're going for worst. I know. I'll say... Oh, fuck. Was he in Funny Farm? Uh, I think that's Chevy Chase. Know what that one is. <laughs> so there you go. That is Chevy Chase, isn't it? With the chick from, uh, like, 
I think like the are there pigs involved? I've never seen it, but I'm pretty from, sure it's uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah, no. Um, I will say his worst. Be some. Oh fuck, dude! Now I just oh, remember the. I, I just remember the fucking mile too, you, which is great. A movie that he was in last year is going to be Man Called Otto. What? No, that one was yeah. solid. What else came out? Think of a a real boy. Oh, Pinocchio. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll go with Pinocchio then. And I will go with Dragnet from the 1980s. Can I change sure. my best? What I yeah, say? We're no, we're, in, we're locked in. We're locked in. I tried. Oh, well, I like to. I like to think Green Mile's top five. All right. So um, the movies you guys put for your tops were were pretty good. Um, Saving Private Ryan, Andy was. Let me go back to it. God, he has such a a long list of things. Ninety four percent. Green Mile, Tony, I know you mentioned that, was 79%. Apollo 13 was a 96. Forrest Gump? Oh, baby. No. Forrest is that his Gump best? 71. Oh. Uh, just seeing things that you guys pointed out. Uh, that thing you do, 94%. Uh, but Toy Story 2, 100%. Oh, oh I didn't true. even think about fucking Toy Story. Yeah. We fucked up on I that. I picked Lion King, and I Andy was very... Well, is Toy Story 100 the f- it was for a long time. Toy Story Two was the highest yeah. rated movie in Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, very long. What about Toy Story? Story is hundred. It's back at hundred. Two was better. So we would have accepted that too. Yeah. See. Well, I didn't have. I didn't have enough reviews. Yeah, because I mean that's nineteen ninety-six. Uh, pretty good. Uh, Andy was pretty convinced on the eighties movies taking a taking a dump, but uh, you actually got beat out by a movie from two thousand and nine. But really quick looking at these, so Turner and Hooch is a fifty. The Bonfire of Vanities is 15%. Uh, Dragnet, which you said, is a 50. Um, Bachelor okay. Party, 54. What about Splash? Splash is... The Burbs is a 53. I don't think that what one was Splash? Good. Why don't I see it? Am I wrong? Well, right? A League of Their Own is 81. That was like 80s. Uh, Splash is 91, Andy. Come on. <laughs> I what either. the hell? I've never uh, seen it. My I Life in Ruins is a 10% from 2009. I don't either. I don't know that one at all. Yeah. That's why they buried so, it. That one was a, a challenge because he's in a ton of stuff. Majority of it's all oh, really yeah. good. Inferno gets a 23. The Circle is at a 15 from 2017. Never heard of that either. Oh, right. Yeah. Sully, 85. Uh, so... Pretty good. All right, our last one on this pretty challenging game. Edward Norton. Ooh. Oh. I'm going to say... I mean... (laughs) Oh, man, dude. Fuck. Because there's... He doesn't have as many credits, but... I will say his... I'll say his his best is... I want to go with Rounder, but I'm going to go with... uh, Fuck, that other one. It's the other one. Oh, my God. Where he's the fucking... Mm, I watched it not too long ago where he's like the schizophrenic or whatever. Are uh, you thinking of Fight Club? With, uh, what's his face? No. Fight Club's a good one, though. Fight Club is a good one. Schizophrenic? I'm not going to go with Fight Club. Just do it. No, because I want to... Okay, well, if Sean doesn't even understand what I'm talking about, that means well, he doesn't I have don't necessarily have, I haven't necessarily so seen go these it. movies. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I can't think right now. You go, Andy. <laughs> I'll say his number one is American History. Oh, fuck. That's a great movie. That's a good movie. But it also could be a movie last year. That is a good which movie. Which featured the Mona Lisa. That was probably pretty oh, high up there. Oh, my God. Think what about what? his worst movie? Hmm. Oh, I'm going to say his worst movie is Death to Smoochie. I'll say his worst movie was the whatever Hulk. Because there's no way an Edward Norton as a Hulk could be good. Primal That's Fear. That's what I'm going to say his best uh, was. I liked his Hulk, Tony. I know, I know. I saw it in theaters, but it was, I can't think of his... I, he does good movies. I just can't think of a worse. I know he's been in recently. Yeah. Right. So Primal said, Fear comes in at yeah, 77, but it is not the best. American History X comes Ugh. in at 84%, yeah, but it not. is not the best. Rounder is at 64. Ooh. Ooh, Fight Club. Okay. okay. So Glass Onion is Fight Club is 79. Yeah, hey, what's Fight Club? Uh, Keeping the Faith, which was a movie I liked as a kid Ooh, for okay. some reason, 69%. 
Death to Smoochie, he directed that one. 42%. 25th, 25th Hour, hour. phenomenal kind of hidden gem of his, 79%. Um, no one said Italian job, but that did 72%. So it's Glass Onion, then. Uh, your, your Hulk, so by the way, is 67%, Tony. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, lower than what I thought. So his but actual worst movie was from 2016, Collateral Beauty. Never heard of it. Got a 13%. And then the next year, oh, we might throw this one out. His, the, he's just an executive producer, I'm seeing. Uh, for one October, uh, 100%. So we'll throw that out because he's not a character. So I'm going to scan this really quick. 92% for Glass Onion. Isle of Dogs is a 90. So it's Moonrise. Grand Buddha Tepes Hotel, 92%. Moonrise Kingdom, 93. Oh, I forgot he was on that one, too. Yeah. So he, he has success. Uh, yeah, it will hitch into his, his a boy uh, wagon over to uh, Wes uh, Craven for Tony. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Glass Onion. And uh, <laughs> then what did I just say? The, the two Wes Anderson movies. So I don't. Uh, what uh, Did Andy win that one technically? What? No, it was 92. You lost by one I mean, point. We all won. Woof. So, yeah, yeah very, uh, very tough game. A little too hard. I liked last week's game. Just the format was perfect where you're, you're one or the other kind of a shot. But I pushed the envelope on that one a bit. All right, um, moving on. Ocean Gate. What is that? Oh. A submarine company that offers... Uh, Tours, uh, they, they were in the news. Um, they the uber wealthy people tours to go see the Titanic under the water, and yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. this latest one went missing. And as of right now, they have yeah. like a day's worth of oxygen. They estimate so it went off like radio contact a, a handful of days ago. They have five days worth of air. I think it it is. They have a toilet in there, a restroom in this tiny little cube. And it takes, I think, three passengers, and then there's a tour guide, and you know another guy or two that's like the crew. Uh, 250k a pop for a seat, and um, yeah, it, I guess it only takes like 90 minutes. I think I heard to get to the uh, crash site from your your boat above, and you're going down like 12,000 feet. Uh, so the Canadian Coast Guard, our Coast Guard are involved in looking for them. They have planes overhead. They have different equipment and, uh, you know, not unmanned uh, vessels going down there doing stuff. Do we got... Does yeah, it, that's what I was wondering. Like, did a Megalodon eat this thing? Also, yeah, James Cameron's like, I'm going. I'm, I was already there. <laughs> like, I'm looking for him, too. <laughs> Maybe. Elon said anything? He, he's um, in the submarine, too. I don't really... I guess the whole thing is just so that when you're at a dinner party and you're talking with like Steven Seagal, you have something to like, yeah, you're friends with Putin. Guess what I did last weekend? Uh, Can't you see all of that just on YouTube for like, you know, no money at all? Yeah, they made documentaries. Is it? Uh, You're not going into the rooms, Andy. This thing is like a rooms and be like, yeah, this is where Andy. What boat are you talking about? So like that, you know. They had the poor people in the yeah, bottom of the boat. Titanic. Um, I I don't know. That just shows you like the, if they never f- obviously recover this boat, that you know tourism is gone for at least five years. But if they do, eh, I'm sure people will be like, ah, eh, that was it was a one off. And I also heard they'd only done. This is like their first, the first, their third or fourth um, voyage. <laughs> Something along those lines. So it, it's a fairly new deal. But again, yeah. how much of the Titanic are you actually seeing? You're not, this thing is too big to go into any of the spaces. You're not going in. So you're just going to see an underwhelming kind of, maybe even a cloud of like sand because you're, you're, if you're getting too close, you're going to be kicking up stuff. And you're looking through a tiny window with a spotlight. Like, I don't know. I hope the meals are great on the actual boat. Uh, but obviously, hope they define the people too. Um, 
Now, at the same time, I did read a while ago when this first broke, one of the guys is a billionaire for whatever, you know, ventures he does. I'm sure his people are, you know, reaching out to every asset available. They're calling that dive team that got those kids out of the cave. And, uh, you know, any any obstacle, you know, money is not an option for, for that just because he has everything at his fingertips. But, yeah. yeah, they're running out of air, so who knows? Maybe they... They found the Malaysia airline <clears throat> in between. Yeah, it's just where's uh, the Titanic uh, like, again? It's a, a like few hours off Newfoundland or Newfoundland. I, I don't know how you're supposed to say it. So we don't. We uh, just don't I mean, have the, the tech, ocean like, is uh, as unexplored as space for the most part. That's true. Yeah. Well, also it's like it's obviously you choppy 12, too and 000. stuff, right? But it would also there could be, be currents and different things still, down right? there. But I mean that it, this, the the pressure down there. I saw a clip. I saw a clip the other day about uh, about like this cruise ship that was out like in the ocean. It was like kind of a st- oh, yeah. storm, choppy weather and stuff, and it was it was pretty intense. Did I don't I mean uh, you get people that are afraid of flying that are like oh fuck it I'll go on a boat but boats the ocean just as scary as flying. Just, I'm probably even people, more scary. A lot scary, of people don't honest. have the respect for it that it deserves. That is, to quote you know the Irish people, she's a cruel mistress. I've been on a boat. Oh yeah, no, the ocean's horrifying. I've never been a fan. Like even when I go to the beach, I hardly go in past my. I'm I'm not a big beach guy. Never have been. Pool safe. I'm I'm a big pool guy. I'll go underwater in the pool. Yeah, that's not a problem. (laughs) As long as there's a lifeguard on duty. Yeah, think about have ever gone? You go to the bottom of a pool. Which I don't know. You you feel pressure when you go to like a bottom of a ten foot pool. Oh yeah. So think about. I don't even think I go that deep though. Twenty feet in the ocean. Well, and also yeah, that's also if they throw in like sixty thousand fucking different kinds of fish too yeah, a little bit of glass like, yeah, i think at a community pool you just gotta worry about maybe like a five-year-old a shit or something oh um yeah no, so no, i guess we'll rules, see. No it's, it's not looking good just in terms of their air supply by now um because i want to say it was like friday that they went offline or something like that um over the weekend at least so I think if they have five five days worth of oh, air yeah, in there, sure they got a little bit of time, but that all depends on how long had they been down oh, there at that days, point. Okay. Like I said, I don't know if it was Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. They, no, I, I saw I saw recently okay. they had like 40 hours. So that was, you know, six hours ago. Was when that I mean, it's, it's, out, so. it's quick. And again, uh, it's a like, day, basically. Watch the movie Ti- the Titanic at the end. James Cameron is, uh, you know, in an unmanned machine uh, sub driving through, and you you get to see it. Like Andy has probably a remastered 4K and a half Blu-ray. You don't have it? Well, you you pre-ordered it. Yeah. Not so. yet. No. He's still working on it. He's still working on it. So the the update said that as of two hours ago, five people yeah. on missing Titanic tour sub have less than two days of air supply. So, so these guys have uh, until about Thursday. They find him. All right, well, let's move on to Batman Brave and the Bold. Let's do it. Wait, Sean, really quick. Back to the, That's what the I submarine read. really quick. You said there's a billionaire on that ship, on that submarine? The owner so, of the company is on there. So you know, like, there's already automatically conspiracy theories. Like, there's people like Producer Luke that are conspiracy theory and everything. That if, if the fact that there's five people on a submarine and one billionaire that owns something yeah you know the conspiracies are going to start flying immediately crash in the market about what i i don't know about what but i'm just saying they're going to fly i He's don't know no it's just that they wanted him probably i don't know i'm just what saying like owns. that's just how it works it's just always going to be conspiracy theories i'm not wrong i promise you next next week when we do this podcast if that was never found and they're all dead you will see conspiracy theories talking about like well this guy actually was Cousins they, of this guy who owns. Well, maybe this. they shorted the company beforehand. A why too. The That's a reason why I like the Casino Royale movie so much. Is that was what Mads Mikkelsen was doing when they're going to blow up that airline that they were or that plane they were launching? Uh, you know, a new one of, and then all his shorts screwed him over because it didn't happen. It's great. All right, um, we want to talk about. Oh, very good. Uh, is this a soap opera for Batman? Uh, no, it is a has a, a well-known Batman story. Batman Brave and this was announced um, from James Gunn 
when he's like, here's my plan for all the DC stuff. Um, but yeah, what's notable about this is they did settle on a director for this project. Um, and it is Andy Muschietti, who's the director of The Flash, which just came out. Um, which wasn't didn't end up being the greatest superhero movie of all time, like Tom Cruise said it was. Um, but clearly the people there thought it was good enough to give this guy another big movie. Um, so yeah, this this Batman story is an older Batman. It involves uh, him and his son. So we've, we haven't seen that yet. We've seen Robin, but we have not yet seen uh, Damian Wayne yet. So that's a, a character from the comic. Uh, that'll be interesting. We've seen so many Batman over the years. You got to do something different every time. So. Well, that's that's uh, coming that's exciting, at I, some I guess. point. Uh, all right. What about wonderful story of Henry Sugar? Yeah, so we're just talking about Wes Anderson because he's got his new movie coming out this week. Uh, but he has another thing coming out this year, and uh, it's hard to say is it a movie or not. Uh, I think people thought it was going to be a movie, but uh, in the vein of his animated movies like Fantastic Mr. Fox and Dogs, uh, he is doing another uh, animated project for Netflix. Uh, this is a Roald Dahl adaptation, so uh, as, as was uh, the Fox movie. I'm also Roald Dahl. Uh, Netflix got the rights to all the Roald Dahl stuff. Um, and so no one really knows what this was supposed to be. Uh, but yeah, they put out some details this week that uh, this is going to be 37 minutes long. So it is not a full-length movie, um, and it's like four shorts, I guess four ten-minute animated things, uh, little stories from uh, Roald Dahl. I, I don't know this book, but I guess it is. It's not it's not one of his biggest ones, um, but it is a a well-known story. Um, but yeah, it's 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 neat that some uh, a new Wes Anderson animated thing is going to be available, and that it's on Netflix, and it's not going to be going to theaters. I don't know if those things need to be uh, you know, big movie releases, but um, I don't know. It's cool animation, the weird stop-motion animal stuff. So, um, And I'm pretty sure all of his regular actors are all doing voices in this one as well. Um, yeah, that's coming later this year. All right. What about... Uh, this just says Netflix. Did I miss something? Yeah, so speaking of uh, Netflix here, uh, Netflix unveiled a stats page, I guess is the best way to describe it. Uh, they've been pretty historically like not very clear on what their most watched stuff is. They'll sometimes put out things and be like, this many people watch this, this many hours. Um, but now they have a new thing. You can just see it pretty clearly. Um, it shows what the top movies and shows are for the past week, but also of all time. And the way they're measuring that is they're taking the you know, project, whatever you want to call it, um, and seeing how many hours were watched and then dividing that by the hours in the season or the movie uh, to find, to basically do an estimated total views of, of the movie. Um, and so, no surprise here, for this last week, the number one movie watched was Extraction 2. Um, and that was good enough for them. They've already announced, yeah, we're going to do but yeah, some of the other interesting stuff. Um, Wednesday mm. is the most watched TV series they've ever done. When before they were saying Stranger Things was, Wednesday is actually significantly higher when they they revealed their stats. Um, so yeah, it's a little more transparent, which was one of the things that the people wanted as part of the writer strike was more transparency from Netflix. So um, I'm thinking it might be related to that. But um, it is interesting. You could look, see every week, and see like, okay, what was the top thing. And like one of the things I saw, I was looking back top movies on Netflix. And like two weeks ago, the top movie on Netflix was prisoners. The, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman murder thriller movie. It's like, I would never think that's the most watched movie on Netflix, but it just happened to be, it might've been the first week being on there. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. And yeah, uh, they used good to be that all secrecy there. <clears throat> Yeah, they would just tell you like Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. We're, we're paying him a million, a billion dollars. So you right. Well, I think now it. we have one now trailer for, for Craven the Hunter. Yeah, we finally got the trailer for the next Sony Spider-Man, but not Spider-Man movie. So uh, Craven is a, a Spider-Man villain 
who he's a he's not a superpower guy at all. He just is very good at hunting and can use traps and weapons and all this shit. Um, so he makes a good, interesting villain. Uh, but this project's doing something different. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is playing Craven, but also Russell Crowe is playing Craven. Looks like Craven Senior and Craven Junior. And um, Russell Crowe is playing the Craven we know, and, and son is. Uh, he loves the animals and he wants to save them. Uh, and a lion drips blood into him and it makes him super powered. I have no idea what this is. What's going on in this film? Uh, this is not. I, this does not look good. Uh, most of these Sony spinoff things have not been good. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I, I held out more hope for the good people involved, including the director, J.C. Shandor's made like good movies like Margin Call and Most Violent Year. Um, so it's not like, you know, Morbius had a no-name director and it was starring Jared Leto. And this has better people, but it looks like it's going to be a miss as well. Um, but yeah, sometimes trailers are just bad and maybe it'll be fine. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, maybe. All right, well, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with the dog's current collar or harness. Sony. And when you plug in promo code... T-O-N-Y. That is... They're going to give you 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com. Plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right. Um, I have zero things. Uh, my parents are in town, so I haven't really been watching much uh, television uh, at all. I actually so have four. Take it away, guys. Go ahead. All right. Well, mine have all been things I've seen before, but I, uh, I'll just start. So my roommate's been uh, in Europe's. So I think he was talking about he pushed a couple German girls off a ledge. <laughs> I'm joking. But uh, it is funny because oh, he's boy. an American. But uh, they have not visited Germany. But uh, as far as I know. But uh, anyway, so I've had more time like, to myself to watch like, TV. Like, and so I've just been wandering. And I had no idea that YouTube lets you watch movies. I mean, with just little minimal ads. So... But uh, one of the things I watched, I'll start from, uh, was, uh, I'll, just, I'll go quick, because it's all stuff I've seen before, but with uh, an old friend in the podcast, Joe, on Sunday, we had a little lazy Sunday, and we, uh, we just wanted to laugh, so we watched Not Another Teen Movie, which is just a classic movie, just hilarious, just stupid, dumb comedy, which we love. So I, I really enjoyed, you know, reminiscing, watching that, because we really loved the scene where, uh, He's on the bleacher singing Janie's Got a Gun because her name's Janie. And then the guys freak out and they're like, she's got a gun. And then like security comes in and like tackles and tases. So, you know, great Aerosmith song. But uh, Oh, yeah. And then another thing I watched was uh, Kicking and Screaming, which I haven't seen in a while where Will Ferrell coaches the soccer team against, you know, his the rival first place team, which is his dad's team. Yeah, yeah, they got the Pass Italian it to the kids. Italians. Mike Ditka's just randomly <laughs> the next door neighbor of the dad who hates him also, and then beat him. And it's it's cool too because it's like you know it's a comedy, but it's like lets you realize that hates his like doesn't hate his father, but doesn't like how. So it's like that whole thing, and then one of the greatest scenes is when he's just losing his mind. Tells the little Asian boy that he wants. <laughs> he's like he does look delicious though. You have to admit, funny scene, but uh. And then uh, I guess I'll do one more before you want to knock out a couple. Or do you want me to just knock out all four? I'll do one more. So last night I watched uh, a movie I've seen before that I liked because I was a runner in high school. So I watched uh, Without Limits, which is uh, one of the stories about Pre uh, Steve Prefontaine that's got uh, Billy Crudup playing Steve Prefontaine and Donald Sutherland playing Bill Bowerman. And it's a good flick because it's, you know, Steve Prefontaine was, you know, the best runner you know, in in America, American history, the 70s and stuff, and he ran with just a different style, which his style was, I don't want to draft off people and then outkick them in the last 100 meters. I want to go out from the beginning really hard and make it be like, if you're going to beat me, you're going to have to basically, like, bleed or, like, to beat me and stuff like that. And it's just crazy the life he had because he was such a good runner, 
fourth place in the Olympics, but he was ready to run in Montreal in six. But uh, fortunately, in 1975, on uh, May 30th, he uh, passed away in a car crash accident. He was leaving a party. He was, I mean, I'm sure there was alcohol in his system, and it was just one of those narrow roads in Oregon. And he car was coming, he, and he slid off the road, hit a rock, flipped over, and got, I think, pinned against the rock or pinned in his car. And 24 years old crazy because like you hear about him and it's like wow he lived a hell of a life and you're like oh shit he only 24 years old it's it's just crazy when you hear these stories about all these guys that lived multiple lifetimes just in a short span so it's a it's always a rough one because it's like i was he was like you know when i books on him saw a couple movies and he really was like the man and now you look at high school running and stuff and there's a lot of kids now just running miles under four minutes and running incredible times and yeah it's wild but up until like you know 2000 or something like that he was he had this he still had the american the fastest 5k for somebody under 19 years old but it's been broken by now but you know he had it for 20 plus years i mean and, i mean he was he was still in his prime when he died too so that was a another good one i watched last night but i'll let andy knock out a couple here all right, so uh, I'm going to tell a little bit of story for the next one. So uh, Mission Impossible 7 is coming out. In a- I've never seen any of them, but I bought the box set, and I'm going to try to get through all of them by the time the movie comes out. But that first movie, the first Mission Impossible movie, 96, uh, was directed by Brian De Palma. Uh, you know, big-name director. He's not Scorsese or Spielberg or someone, but he's had a, a long career. Uh, yeah, Scarface, right? It here. Um, but he's directed a lot more than Scarface. Um, but a lot of what he made is pretty weird and out there. It's kind of weird, sick movies that I like. A lot of sexual horror thrillers, I guess, is describe them. Um, and I've been kind of working my way through some of these over the past year. Um, but yeah, over the past couple weeks, I've been watching, found a, a few more of them. Uh, including uh, one of his first ones, a movie called Sisters on HBO. Uh, very, very weird uh, little thriller about like who killed this person. Um, he also, uh, one of his, his big breakout, I think, was Carrie King uh, adaptation. Um, but yeah, he also did Scarface and The Untouchables. Uh, those are kind of his big movies. But yeah, then some other smaller, weirder stuff that, uh, that I've enjoyed. Um, so I've watched a good number of them over the last year, like I said. Um, and then this past weekend, I watched Scarface, and I watched it with a uh, different, you know, different framing here. But watching it less as a crime movie and more as a how does this compare to the other crime? Uh, and you can see where his kind of style takes over, and then sometimes where it's not there. And this is it's way less less of his style than than those other movies, but. Uh, sometimes it gets through, but sometimes just that alpha just can't. It, it over overwhelms everything. It's such a uh, performance, and like I was never that high on this movie. I feel like it was more iconic than it was. Oh yeah, um, it there's the famous it, scenes. Yeah, it just doesn't compare to the other big crime movies that everyone knows loves. I don't think it's as good. Um, but yeah, it was interesting seeing it. But. Um, yeah, very strange. I don't think I don't think if they made a movie like this, you would have Al Pacino play. It. I don't think huh. that's that's gonna happen. Um, but thank thank God we. It's we funny because back then he does a good job. Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 wildly different than other stuff, but like I feel like it broke him though because he never got back to being kind of normal. He just was Al Pacino for the rest. It's still alive too. Remember. Gonna be gonna be a father, um, yeah. That was that was on Peacock in like 4K. Neat right there. Um, and then I, I did watch the uh, the first two episodes of Righteous Gemstone, uh, season three came out on Sunday, so I watched that and you know I enjoy the, the characters there. Um, and I enjoy every season they, they newer people into the world. Steve Zahn is like a um, uh, kind of a cult leader, militia leader, a prepper. Um, he's in it. You got um, 
Stephen Dorff, who, I mean, it's funny, they just keep borrowing people from other HBO shows. Last thing I saw him in was, um, uh, the last thing I saw him in was season three. It's just like, hey, yeah, you're part of the HBO family. Um, he's like a, a rival preacher, which they always have those. Cause they're always, I mean, they're really just businessmen. Um, but yeah, I think what's, what's just note about the show is, is John Goodman is so good because he's played so many different characters across his career, and he's usually like the funny guy. Uh, but he's a good serious guy too. He's very good in this show, like, like dramatic scenes. It is yeah. a it is a comedy, but like for most of his yeah. time, he's got to play with like a character. I do like that. Tony, you want to do your? Yeah. yeah. So the last one I saw was why I brought up the live ads because I was on a Friday before waiting for a buddy to come over. Like I said, I'm I'm not used to being home alone on a Friday. My roommate's in Europe. So I was kind of almost like that Pablo Escobar like thing window you know, like where to go and sat down on the couch and I was on YouTube listening to music in the living room and all of a sudden it was like it showed a movie come up that was like you could play YouTube with free ads and I, I didn't <laughs> so I clicked it and sure enough I was like oh shit no shit it's but it was it was a movie I saw in theaters back in middle grind. Okay. The skateboarding movie with uh that was a fun one. And oh, I was rewatching it again, I was like soundtracks. I, I enjoy the soundtrack. Like just back then in that time, but it's it's it was been long enough that I was I remembered sort of the idea like how the movie got a lot of parts. Like and then as things were coming, like I know there's the one scene where they're in the desert and he brings the girl and then she steals the van. I was like, oh, I think she's van. Like little stuff like that. But uh, I enjoyed that movie. That's a great movie. And then like, funny thing is too is who's even in that movie. So it's well, what's his face from the OC? Brody, okay. Adam Brody, and then I think it's like Joey Hearn or something. And then uh, just a couple other guys. Yeah, guys, you would you it. would know that I just don't like remember Joseph their Gordon name. Leonard. No, and then it was uh, well, Bam Margera's in it too, and he's in it in enough scenes. And it's funny too because, like, the way he acts, I'm just like, I don't even think they gave him lines, he plays himself. And uh, but it, it's a great movie, it's it's a funny movie, it gave me a couple good laughs. And then it's you know, it's just your typical, like, around that time period, like early 2000s, which was still felt like the late 90s, where skateboarding was a big thing. And the way these guys acted, they were just your typical stoners that just. The chicks dug, dug them and stuff, and it was like they could just basically act stupid, and nobody even like bl- you know would blink an eye or anything like that, and you know just yeah, and trying to get Bam like yeah, exactly because cool he was already a pro movie. skater, and that was the guy's goal. That's why it's a cool moment at the end too when he uh, you know, trying to get a board, but he doesn't have enough money to get a. Board. You know these guys are just you know stoners and whatnot, and Bam Margera orders a couple boards, but like doesn't you know do anything and then like as you fast forward and this guy's a sponsored skateboarder he's in the shop telling the same guy like hey give me some my dad and then he's got a couple kids in there that are like you know trying to do the same thing he was doing you know like two years prior and he sees them and he's like he gets gives him one of his decks you know which is the one thing that bam didn't do for him so uh it, it's a, it's a it's a solid movie i enjoy it it's a uh, it's funny and it's it's nice especially if you're like you know my age, early thirties, yeah, you, the, you were able to people, see it. Would the young people now like it? No, no, they wouldn't understand age. it. I mean, they have, maybe, but not as much. They wouldn't appreciate it as much as someone our age would appreciate it. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, no, I, and I remember, like I said, I remember seeing it. So, you know, and good, good for them because you watched maybe what like four ads during that thing, and whoever made the yeah. movie gets paid. YouTube four will save them ads, like yeah. thirty cents for those ads. Yeah, uh, so good for them. Don't yeah. Know. And that's why those movies are on YouTube. I will say I would have seen a, but I was about, I would say, thirty percent through. Uh, Don't mess with Zohan. <laughs> another one on YouTube, and I that movie gets me every time too. That's a great movie. There's actually some stuff on YouTube for free without ads because they're just like public. Domain at this point. Okay. Interesting. Or like maybe not public domain, but like whoever does own them doesn't care. Anymore. Doesn't pursue. All right. Well, I've got the last one here. Um, the big movie of the past weekend, uh, The Flash. So this is a, a weird movie to talk about. Just 
a weird history to it. Um, but I'll just say this is not one of the best comic book movies ever made, but it is good. I did enjoy it. I think it's above average. Uh, but there was some hype going into it. Like people like Tom Cruise and other people were like, this is a great movie. And it was like probably fake, uh, fake marketing there. Um, but yeah, the history of this, this was, this was announced in like 2015 when they were putting together all these DC movies, they a flash movie. Um, and it's been 10 years before they were able to, ever, ever able to put this out. Uh, they've gone through multiple uh, different directors attached, different people in charge of Warner Brothers, like, Probably like six different Warner Brothers CEOs announced the movie. Um, and just, yeah, it, it, insane the circumstances. Uh, the star of the movie, Ezra Miller, uh, has become a crazy person. And this might be the last movie that they're ever in. I don't know what's ever going to happen there. Um, and they stuck, they stuck with it and just made the movie, uh, despite already having some red flags. Um, but the character was already in Justice. Uh, but yeah, one of one of the big problems poorly planned out this entire DC franchise, where they had like the big team up movie was the third movie they made, and it introduced like four different characters, including the Flash. So you never even got the backstory. Uh, so here we here we are, all these years later, and they're doing a Flash solo movie, and you don't even know the stories here. Um, like I watched the TV show they. CW network, but if you went into this not knowing that like backstory, I think you'd be a little lost. Um, but it does give them the opportunity to try to do a little bit of the, the origin story. But uh, just so all that being said is, with all those problems, it's pretty remarkable that the movie is as good as it is because it's just it's set up to fail. Um, but it has solid stuff. It it's definitely the funniest of the DC movies. Pretty humorless for the most part, uh, but I think it's this works that. Uh, the premise here is Barry Allen, whose mother was murdered when he was a child. Um, he is the Flash. He discovers that if he runs fast enough, he can actually run back in time. And he you know, wonders, can I run all the way back to that moment? Um, and he, he decides to, to do that to try to change the past. Um, and does prevent his mom from being murdered. But as we know from all these other types of movies... Uh, you don't do that kind of shit, right? You don't go back in time and change. You don't know what's going to happen. Biff might be Donald Trump in the new timeline. Hmm. And so, yeah, he, he he ends up being kicked out of the timeline 10 years before uh, present day and discovers that, you know, there's the 20-year-old version of himself also who's lived a life with both of his parents um, and has to kind of team up with him uh, but then realizes that, you know, he led to some other bad changes in this world and has to find the rest of the Justice League who actually don't exist in this world. But there is a Bruce Wayne, and that's kind of the big the big selling point of this movie. You've probably seen in, in there is a Bruce Wayne in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it is not Ben Affleck. Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. And that's who Bruce Wayne is in this, uh, in this one. Goes to the mansion, 1989 film, and... Uh, teams up with him, and yeah, that's a whole lot of fun. I, Barry Allen's bicker with each other is a whole lot of fun, and, and a pretty good performance from a a crazy person having to do that. You always think you always see that stuff like Lindsay Lohan in the people are playing the, the same person, and like how do they do that? That's pretty impressive. Um, I think it, it works pretty well, um, but also the the core of the story is just, it's pretty good. Would you go back in time to save your mom from being killed? Would you say, I don't care about what the re repercussions are doing, I'm going to do it? Um, it's, a, it's a good moral question. and uh, Yeah, it's, just, it's a solid comic book story that 15 years old at this point um, that they adapted, but um, I think one of the other problems is that this comes out two weeks after the Spider-Man animated Spider-Verse movie, which is just way better. It's, it's dealing with a lot of the same stuff, and it's just a way better <laughs> movie. Um, Com compared to The Flash, which is good, but like a 7 out of 10. Um, and that's, a, that's an improvement for a lot of these DC movies, but uh, clearly if you look at the box office numbers, it's not good enough to really get a whole bunch of people to move to go see it. Um, but I, I think it's, it's fun. I think if you wait for this to be on HBO three months from now, 
um, and because you, you want to see Michael Keaton again, I think you'd enjoy it. You won't be too lost. Um, yeah, and it's not it's not like three hours long or anything. So. Um, it did not save the movies. Uh, I'm sorry to report to Tom Cruise, but um, it's it it's good. It's it's worthwhile. I'm glad I'm glad that it did get made and it did come out. Um, but yeah, it's not did not save the industry. Maybe next time. There won't be one. Oh. That's the whole. Okay. Point. All right. Uh, is that all of the films and shows? Yes. Only two. Okay, uh, very yes. good. I thought so, but all right. Well, you've been listening to episode 329 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me we had Off Road Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Thank you very much. Elvis has yeah. left the building. We'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs>